Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Growing up in Sydney's western suburbs, he was a skinny ethnic kid with crooked teeth and no confidence. Not a good mix. Luckily, I had a caring family dentist. He explained how he could fix my smile, and he did. Being able to smile with confidence changed my life. He inspired me to become a dentist. I'm Dinesh Singham from Absolutely Dental, and I'd love to help you smile again. Book your free smile makeover consultation. Call Absolutely Dental. Visit absolutelydental.com.au. Stephen, I, I was excited, uh, being a former Nebraskan, that we're going to talk about the guy that most of us in Nebraska call Uncle Warren today, the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. The Oracle of Omaha. That's right. I keep I keep forgetting that you've got a background from a place like Nebraska. You seem yeah, far more sophisticated than that. I don't know if Warren knows that we call him that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't answer to it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he'd be okay with it, though. I think he would. I think he would. (laughs) Now, we're going to talk about Warren Buffett, but this is not an investment podcast. This is a podcast about building businesses and about building empires. And there's no question Warren Buffett has built an empire. When you look at the list of the top 10 wealthiest people in the world, nine of them are all people from the technology space. He's the only one that's not from the technology space. Mm -hmm. So when you're on that list, you've definitely built an empire. And what most people want to talk about is here's how we invested money. That's not what we're going to talk about today because there's a hidden gem in there, and that's the business model that he created. And that's what I want to talk about. All right. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So young Warren, you know, when he was 11, he started investing. He had saved up his money. And this was one of his first investment lessons. We need to understand these lessons, understand the business model. So young Warren goes to his sister, Doris, and he convinces Doris to invest with him. Now, together, they bought three shares of City Services Preferred. He bought three shares at $38 a share. And this is a stock that he had heard his dad, Howard, talk about. Now, Howard was a stockbroker. So he knew a thing or two hearing his dad talking. This was back in 1941. And so they buy these shares at $38 a share. And guess what happens? Oh, uh, they lost it all. Well, they didn't lose it all. Stock okay. goes down to $27. Okay. So it's from $38 down to $27. And he felt terrible, because especially since he had convinced his sister to do this. Mm-hmm. But then good news happens. Stock recovers to $40. Okay. And they sell. Good times are had by all. Yeah. But then guess what happens? It continues up and up. And shortly later, it reaches $200 a share, like a 700% increase. Wow. And they got out at 40. They got out of 40 and they got out of 40 because of emotions. And here's where he learned one of his first big lessons. You cannot control investors' emotions and emotions will kill you. The reason why they got out was because of the emotions he was feeling about his sister and her money. Plus, it's better to hold long-term than to sell quickly. How Mm -hmm. many times have we heard Warren Buffett talking about that? Sure. And this is where he first learned about this. Now, his dad eventually became a congressman and he was a four-term congressman from the state of Nebraska and they moved to Washington. 
And when Buffett was growing up as a kid in high school in Washington, he started all, all sorts of businesses and he always did it with a partner. And they reached a certain point where he was making more money than his teachers. <laughs> <Young Warren. laughs> and he decided this is what he wanted to do in business. And he actually applied to Harvard University hmm. and he was refused. Harvard said, we don't want your type here. You're not good enough for yeah. us. Now, the funny thing is when you hear Warren Buffett being interviewed about this, he, he actually thinks it was a real positive. So he went to the Columbia School of Business because he had heard about a guy, Benjamin Graham, and he wanted to study under Benjamin Graham. Now, anybody from the investment industry would know Benjamin Graham because Benjamin Graham was basically the father of value investing. He was the guy who invented that idea. And Warren Buffett will say it's the best thing ever happened was being able to go and learn under Benjamin Graham. And because really what he learned from Graham was how to find these really cheap stocks and make money off of them. And he started doing it that way. And in fact, he went and he worked for Benjamin and, and all this other stuff. And later he met Charlie Munger, mm -hmm. who added his flair to the value investing style because Charlie had a, has a completely different flair than Warren Buffett. They really benefited in this. And look, we could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours about this investment style and how they invested. But as I said, this is not an investment podcast. We're looking this is at a about business model. Okay. Yeah. And here's the problem with the playbook of the investment industry. For the most part in the investment industry, and it was completely true in Warren's day when he started off is they're paid to make transactions. Mm -hmm. You're paid to buy, you're paid to sell. Now, if you're better to hold long-term, you can't make a living doing it that way. As a broker, right? Because you're talking right. about the broker model. Right. The stock right. broker. Stock broker model. You cannot make a living with a buy-hold strategy. You just simply can't. The mm. other thing is you can't control the emotions of the investor because the investor can call you and say, buy this, sell this, all this other stuff. So Warren Buffett looked at this and said, this model is busted. I believe in long-term investing and I can't make a living doing it that way. And also it's the investor's emotions that are going to kill them. How can I control those emotions? Okay. So can I guess? Sure. That this is where Berkshire Hathaway came from. This is where the idea came from in Berkshire yeah. Hathaway. But there's a couple of things that he did. He started a company that would invest in other companies. So the right. whole idea is, was not the broker model. You're going to invest in this company, and this company is going to invest in other companies. And so as we grow the value of this business, my wealth is increasing, your wealth is increasing. So therefore, we're away from the transaction model. And my shareholders don't get to let their emotions come into play. They can sell my stock or not, right? Is that right? Yeah. And, and, and in fact, when he first started this idea, he had three rules. So rule number one is you have no say in what it's invested in, none. The second thing is you have to put your money in for a year and you're only allowed to take it out once a year. Mm. Okay. So that was how we fought the short term. You're in for a year and once a year, you can decide whether you want your money out. That's it. So that helped control the emotions. Now he's changed the business model from a money standpoint and he's changed the business model from an emotion standpoint. And he had a third rule. And I loved his third rule because they would always get together for these investment rules and they would have lunch, like with the investors, himself mm -hmm. and the investors. Lunch is Dutch. Everybody paid their own lunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those were his three rules. Third one I just like. You know, it's really interesting because we struggle with the same thing. Marketing is long-term and, and which is the reason why we ask our customers for a year-long commitment. 
Mm-hmm. So they've got to be in for a year before they can choose to move on or not. So it's a very similar thing. And, and we talk a lot about reducing the committee so that there's not as much emotions from other people coming and affecting your, your marketing. So it's really interesting what Warren Buffett did is a lot of the things that we're doing as well. But do you want to hear one of the most incredible questions I ever heard a consultant ask? Can't wait. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. How's business? Yeah, good. Why isn't it great? We we were growing 20-30% every year for five years. Then we went flat in the last three. Growth used to be easy. Now, nothing we do seems to have the same effect anymore. If you're not growing, you're dying, and I can't stand to think we've hit the top and are coming back down. So you build a hell of a castle and you're worried. Maybe it's time to build an empire. Huh? What you got here won't get you to where you want to go. You need a fresh perspective. There's these guys that are looking for business owners just like you. Smart, customer-focused, but with flat sales. What do they do? Build empires, but they don't work with just anyone. You have to be customer-focused. So what exactly do they do? Some say they're marketers, but I call them crusaders. Check out their website at empirebuilderprogram.com. Like what you see, set up a meeting. Crusaders, empires, castles. I think someone's been getting so old they're medieval. Empirebuilderprogram.com. Check it out before you become a dinosaur. You mean dragon. No, I mean dinosaur. They were good too, for a while. Sure you want to be just good? Empirebuilderprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. Do you want to hear one of the most incredible questions I ever heard a consultant ask? Can't wait. It was, will you do whatever I say? And if not, why not? Mm. But again, it's that speaking to the emotion and really figuring out, is the person really committed to your style of doing things? Yeah. What do you think of that question? I like it. And I have started to use it because to me, it's not about answering yes. To me, it's about if not, why not? Because often what will happen, the reason they give is something we can address. Right. So it's, it's better to know the reason they're not doing it than just to wake up one morning and they, they've decided not to do it. Correct. Because often it's then something you go, okay, great. Well, we can negotiate on that and figure out how to make that work. We've shared a number of times and I think we should put this ad on the website. Remember the Old Spice uh, you know, the first PNG Old Spice commercial, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Line everybody remembers the throwaway line. Well, that ad was hugely successful. Old Spice was a dying brand. You know, sales were down. It was, it was only being used by old guys and PNG wanted to revitalize it. And it's interesting. There's a whole story of the connection of that person to the, the guy at PNG who is responsible with that you know, has attended Wizard Academy courses, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. along that line. So there's interesting connection there. But when they hired the agency, the agency said to them, we'll take this on, no problem, but you cannot change a word. Yeah. You either do this in its entirety or not at all. Like, and in fact, there wasn't even a choice. It was, you are going to run the ad that we give you. Yeah. I love that. I love that about about what they did. And I, I, there was pushback against the I'm on a horse line too. It's was like, do we really need that? <laughs> and the reason for doing that, frankly, is controlling of the customer's emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. In terms of saying, you know, what we know ahead of time is you're going to feel uncomfortable with these things and you just got to go with it. So you yeah. need to give us a long-term commitment and we need to figure out ways of controlling your emotions. And that's similar to the business model that we use in our advertising agency, right, Dave? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I, I think this is a great lesson. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com. <laughs>